Hello, I'm Paul. I'm Adam. And I'm Ben. And I'm Scott. Scotty boys! Who's that? Who is this? Hello, boys. What are you doing here, Scott? I was invited, love. Thank you. <laughs> oh, we're so happy for you to be here. It's your selection today. It's very exciting. It is my selection. And I'm excited to hear what you've got to say about it as well. Oh, so. yes. I'm very excited to speak about it. Why don't you explain to the people who you are and how you are related to these other two reprobates? <laughs> uh, so, I'm Scott. I um, write reviews for the Film Busters website. Banging. Um, and I met Adam and Paul a few years ago when I worked at Elstree Studios with them. Fantastic. Yes. yes. I used to feed them quite often. He did. <laughs> we, we had many a lunch. Many a steak baguette. We're Many hoping that the company doesn't listen to this um, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what was it, Scott? It was a steak baguette without the... I can't remember what it was. Just a whole um, palette of cucumber for Adam. Yeah, that's pretty much it for Adam. Oh, yeah, but cu- you can't go wrong with cucumber. <laughs> palette of cucumber? What sort of snack is You know, this? apparently, if you come home from a night out and you're hungover and you get a whole cucumber, you won't be dehydrated in the morning. Well, there's a flip side to that one. When You'd I was also in... throw up, probably, because it's Listen to too the much. Flip side. <laughs> when I was in Crete last year at the Rock Bar, when you go and sit down, when you order the drink, they bring you a little bowl of sliced cucumber. With salt on it. With salt all oh, over it. so nice. It's very mm, nice, but good. it keeps like you drinking, that. keeps you drinking, keeps you drinking. In the extreme heat, if you had a little bowl of cucumber salty, Beside you now, you'd be drinking constantly. This has got nothing to do with anything. What I wanted to say was, <laughs> Scott, how is it that we didn't cross over? When did you uh, join this place called BBC? Uh, 2016. That's the problem, because that's when I left. I left in March 2016. When did you join? August. Look at that now. It's a damn shame. No wonder. It's a damn six shame. Six months of pain, but then... No crossover. Well, does it hit, here's the crossover now. <laughs> we could have been a quattro quattro four there was only a trio yes there were two trios at two separate and I could times. have served you loads of ale Ben loads of ale oh really How, why because <laughs> I run why? the bar Ben <laughs> why would you do that <laughs> <laughs> no I, I like the offer you ran what bar the bar at the BBC yeah yeah is that what you did is that yeah. what you did yeah oh, I thought you worked on the shows and all that <laughs> No, I just fed and watered everyone. Is that true? You don't work on shows at all? No. Wow, I didn't know that. You learn something every week. Just used to um, force loads of celebs to just get pissed, really, to be honest. Yes. They don't need too much temptation, do they? And then you met S Club. Not. No, Steps, thank you. Oh, Steps, oh, sorry. Fucking <laughs> messed up there, didn't you? They're the same band, aren't they, really? Yes. Oh, group. Actually, S Club are better than Steps, aren't they? Is that right? No. It's the other way around. Okay, Steps are better than S Club. Oh, this is going down here already. What's the big song by Steps? Reach for the sky. Reach for the stars. Ben, just stop. Just stop. Reach for what, the wrong. sky. <laughs> yeah, who's, who's Reach for the stars? S Club. And they're the bad one? Yeah. Oh, Steps okay. is tragedy, mate. Yeah, yeah. Tragedy. So Steps is better because Reach for the stars is uh, very not good. <laughs> Very oh not God. good. <laughs> anyway, should we get on this before Ben offends our guest anymore? Yes, and I've just realised we haven't even rolled the theme tune. <laughs> we haven't even rolled the theme tune. Roll that theme tune and then maybe we'll go into the quiz or something. Yes, roll the steps version of it. Oh okay. my God. <laughs> tragedy. <laughs> you have to listen to Phil Busters. It's tragedy.
Skills Master. All right, everyone. So uh, we've established where everyone's sitting. Four people are on the podcast today. So you're now over that initial shock. But normal service must resume. So before we get to the main event, as we the know, which is the film that was picked event. by Scott, <laughs> we are going to do the traditional quiz. With a twist. We like to twist the quiz sometimes, and we're doing it today. And the little <laughs> twist on the quiz today is I ain't fucking asking anything. Scott's doing it. Oh, my I God. Am. I am ready. Now, Are you going to behave that? yourself this time, Ben? Because last time we had guests on the podcast, you weren't very nice to them in the quiz. Well, no, that's because, that's because they had to answer my questions. But this time, we're totally at the mercy of Scott, who will be asking all the questions today, you see. Yeah, but you've got to be nice to him because you took points away from me still, and I'm right with that. That's down to you, Adam, to answer the question. Yes. Nothing to have been. It's Katie who's answering the question. Oh, he's very sore. He's still sore about this. Yeah, I so, am. Scott, just before you ask, ask your questions, I'll just recap for you and, and for the audience where we currently stand in the leadership ranking. So, Paul has got the top spot with 16 points. I'm in second spot with 15 points, and Adam's in last place with 13 points so it could all change again today it is standard and you hold our future in your hands so take it away scott okay right so i would like you to tell me who was the film's u.s distributor oh shit (laughs) i was not expecting i thought i'd start with a hard one (laughs) Uh, hang on a minute oh yeah okay right i was gonna say who gets the point if none of us get the question right (laughs) scott does that's true. No movement. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to take um, a, a punt and say. I'm just going to say Miramax. I don't know. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Pafe. I'm going to say no. Warner Brothers. No, you're all wrong. Come on. Ugh. What was it? All wrong. It's Sony Pictures. Oh, oh to be fair, man. how are we meant to know that? That's a guess. Because you're meant to be film buffs. That's why. Yes, it's very you're true. You're meant to be film buffs. Come on. All I know is film four written all over my DVD. Yeah, film four is all over <laughs> it, right? That's that's a Bless that's him. a fucking tricky question, man. I like the question. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. That's good. No, it should be. That's good. No points for anyone. All right. Very good. I'm very strict. Sorry. It so you thought I was tough. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for your second question? Yeah. Yes. Definitely. So Hetty McDonald directed an episode of which popular sci-fi show and Doctor you, Who you, well done oh, yeah. oh well done well done however you can have Uh-oh. a second point if you could tell me what episode oh and mate. which one was regarded as one of the best episodes ever made is it the one with wow. Sleeping Angels I want the title of the episode Adam please I fuck knows <laughs> I don't know the title of a Doctor Who episode <laughs> <laughs> he gets so angry in this quiz he does Surely uh, I should just get a point for getting that close. Adam's languishing. The Weeping Angels no. or something like you that. Get n- you get no points, Adam. Zero points. Weeping Angels. Oh, fuck off. No. <laughs> ah, bullshit. I, I get a point Anyone for else? getting that close. Is, is it the Angels episode, though? Because then I'll just have to take a wild guess at the title. No. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, now, now Adam I'm was sad. so sure. I don't know the titles of any Doctor Who's. I'm going to say Revenge of the Daleks. (laughs) I don't even know if that's a real title. No, nice try. The episode is Blink. Oh. So, and I hate Doctor Who, so, you know. So, who got the Doctor Who question right? That was Ben. Check me, Ben. Was that a guess, Ben, or did you kind of know that? Well, 
British filmmakers, I'm yeah. thinking sci-fi, my, my mind immediately went to Doctor Who. I couldn't think of another British sci-fi show, really. Great that shout. That quickly. Good stuff, Scott. And you bring me up to the top spot with Paul. Yes! Brilliant. And Adam's still on the bottom, yeah? Adam's so low. <laughs> Paul's, Scott's catching <laughs> like me every, up. Every single year, he's so low. because yes. he doesn't want to ask the questions, that's why. <laughs> I do prefer answering because also if I won it I would not be repeating the rules every week yeah you say this every time <laughs> what's so hard about saying rules that last 10 seconds because it's annoying and you should just take it from the last podcast I love, I love how this probably lasts longer than you telling the rules so you're complaining every week yeah but so people have to know the anger <laughs> so well, lovely impatient. so what are the scores the scores George Dawes are Ben and Paul joint on 16 points Adam 13 points uh, easy, easy. Can't even catch up next episode. Can't even. Uh, I don't need to, I don't need to. It's boring <laughs> if I catch up straight away. Yes, that's the uh, been the Arsenal mentality for about 20 years. Really <laughs> shit. Yes. Right. Well, that was lovely. It's time. It's time to go, go to then. the feature of the week. The main oh, event. It's the main event. Let's roll that theme tune. <laughs> the main event. Topic, plus Adam might do a rubbish summary. Right everyone, today we have watched Beautiful Thing. We'll be talking spoilers immediately, there's no hanging around. But first of all, we have a great plot summary. Is Thank that right Adam, from you. you? Are you going to do a great one? Yeah, hopefully. We'll go for it then. Alright, so this film is about two lads on an estate in South London. Is it Thamesmead they're in? Correct. East London, sorry, not South London, isn't it? Um, it is South London, South East. South East London and whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're two lads, they're next door neighbours, um, and it's on the summer holidays, and uh, their friendship, let's say, changes from one dynamic into another dynamic. And in a time where it's probably not acceptable to be gay, or especially in that area, when um, they've got to deal with the pressures coming from the people that they live with in their block. Wasn't bad. Wasn't bad, was it? Not well, bad. What, what more would you add? God, well. you're so angry, Adam. <laughs> no, don't so you're so coming out here with negative attitude, but you ain't got anything to replace it with. <laughs> got to back it up. I think it's all these early shifts you're on, Adam. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know. So tired. He's so tired. <laughs> I got up at eight today. Lovely. Oh, my God. All right, back on topic. It's the heat. That's what it is. So, as this is Scott's um, suggestion, you get to choose whether you want to go first or whoever you want to go first and what order you want to do in. All right. Uh, let's do Ben, Adam, Paul, me. Okay. Oh, oh shit. I was <laughs> <anticipating laughs> coming up first. <laughs> well, so I want to preface everything by saying that this episode particularly is going to be an, a, an interesting one because I... We always have a laugh and a joke around and a fuck around on the Filmbusters podcast, as everyone knows. But I want to talk some serious shit on this one as well, because sometimes it's worth having a conversation about themes and, and general topics without the need to turn it into silliness. So I will be doing some silliness and I'll be doing some seriousness. And the reason I say that up front is because, is because it's... That's kind of how I felt about watching this film. So, beautiful thing, and I will say this from the off, Scott, I don't know if you know this, you might have seen something on Twitter, but 
beautiful thing came out and was considered a, a kind of like a rival film to a film called Get Real, uh, which my uncle wrote. So they came out almost identically at the same time. This came out just before it. The play that Beautiful Thing is based on also came out about two or three weeks before my uncle's play, which Get Real, was based on. So in my mind, I knew about this film, but I intentionally avoided watching it because of pledging allegiance to my uncle's film. Right, okay. So I also was watching this film with that lens, that Get Real lens, and that filter on it when I was watching it, thinking about the themes that were in that film compared to, to this film. And I, without talking about Get Real for now, there was a lot in this film that I, I liked and appreciated. I think it's a very important film. I think it's a good story overall, but I didn't like the performances. Particularly None of from them. The, the lead two. The main two guys, I didn't like their performances. I think the mum is incredible. Really, really good. Um, and the, the guy that, that comes into their household, he's really good. I didn't like uh, the other one who was in EastEnders, who's, who uh, fancies herself as a Mama Cass uh, impersonator. I, I found her character a bit grating and irritating, but what I appreciated very much about this film was that all of these characters, despite whether I liked them and believed in them, were kind of like progressive characters to have in cinema in the mid-90s on screen in Britain. A single working mum, a black schoolgirl who's been expelled, and two gay guys. So I appreciated the ebb and flow of it. I appreciate why it was important and I and I can totally see why it would be like almost like a landmark film uh, for, for you as a young gay guy at the time. But the performances really drag it down for me. And for that reason, I was close to giving it a slightly higher score, but for that reason, it is a seven. But I'm really looking forward to discussing this episode today. Okay, cool. Okay. Intrigued. Uh, I'm probably not going to go into as much depth or as length as... Sorry, I know. That, I, that was really <laughs> indulgent, even for me. Sorry, um, sorry. So, yeah. Um, I never heard of this film before we watched it or anything like that. Nothing to the new about it, so I just ordered it and we watched it. Uh, but I have to say, I, I really enjoyed this film. There was just something nice about it. It felt real. It felt just like... It had, obviously, the two characters from EastEnders, and you know that's what you know them for, but everything in this film, it didn't seem glamorised at all. Um, well, maybe apart from the ending, let's say, but, like, the actual film, the storytelling, everything felt real to life and exactly what people would probably be going through. Nothing was, like, shined off. It was exactly just throw you in the deep end and let you see how these people were dealing with it. And... Uh, yeah, I enjoyed it, and I, 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 people. Um, when you see around and you look at other things, people always say about the ending not being realistic. Um, in my opinion, I liked it. I felt it kind of gave away the whole um, kind of love trance. Everyone's and everyone will become friends, and at the end of the day, if love wins, then nothing else matters. But yeah, I, I'm gonna give this film eight out of ten. Bloody hell! Well, I guess it's my turn. It's your turn. So I have to give credit to a film that literally paints a picture of how I feel about football fans, <laughs> which is to be brainless and childish individuals with no depth. <laughs> but this could also be one of the film's downfalls. So overall, the film was quite a nice little watch. I enjoyed the family dynamic. 
Linda Linda Henry being the best part of that dynamic for me and the yeah. character which I feel had yeah. the most growth as well. Um, the relationship between Jamie and Steve was sweet and you could really like initially feel how intense their first scenes were and how they were like bearing their souls to each other. But I don't think they were the best actors, as Ben said. All in all, because, because of the cameos from a few soap stars, it, it could have easily been an episode of EastEnders. And I also feel that apart from the initial hurdle of understanding their sexuality, it all felt very easygoing with minimal turmoil. Right. And, and though I appreciate it is a very female-driven story, Jamie Steen and, and Tony aside, they really did not flesh out any background characters who are pretty much just loud, annoying and childish football hooligans and characters that just go, way, and that was, that was their arc kind of thing. <laughs> but, as, but as I said, at the same time, this is mostly how I see that group of individuals anyway, so I wasn't really taken aback by it. But, um, but my favourite scene by far is the dancers scene at the end, as Adam said. It was, it was a very clever metaphor for bear, like bearing your soul to the world exposing the real you letting like the world see your true colors and like not being ashamed of them and hence i enjoyed this film to an extent and i give it a very well-rounded seven out of ten okay look at that not bad not bad so for me particularly um it was probably one of the first films i saw probably with a gay character in that i could actually see myself being Mm. um because I grew up in Nottingham, so it's kind of that kind of um, attitudes that, towards them that they got, you know, on the council estate and stuff like that, which is pretty much what I grew up on as well. Mm. Um, I, I think because it's so personal to me, it's, it's quite a special film for me. Um, and like, even mostly, most days now, most films with gay characters in doesn't end well. So it's actually nice to see a film that does end with gay characters actually being quite happy yeah because you don't actually get that that often definitely um in film or television really to be honest and i agree with what you say about linda henry because she just blew the performance out of the water for me she was just i was more interested in her than i was the boys i'm not gonna lie Mm. um but because it's quite a unique film for me it's nine out of ten for me so I can tell you, see, when 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 a film like you see yourself in the kind of a film, it can totally like elevate it, can't it? Definitely, absolutely. Mm. Especially because I was quite young. So, how old uh, were totally. you when you saw this? I was thirteen, fourteen, I think. And you you knew you were gay at that point. Like, were you out? Oh, Ben, I knew from the age of seven. So, um, mm. <laughs> um, no, I I wasn't. Not until I was I left school because it wasn't really. Uh, I didn't find school that comfortable to be myself, so... Yeah. So how did it feel at that point, watching it as a closeted gay man, or gay boy at that at that time, uh, to see people coming out? Did that sort of like... Would you say that motivated you to come out eventually, or was it more like, that's what I aspire to one day? Um, kind of what I aspire to become one day, because, you know... Um, what was happening to... Steve? No, the other one. Jamie? Jamie, what was happening to him, you know, at school and stuff like that, that happened to me. So, you know, just the right, little yeah. things of someone taking your backpack and just throwing it around in a circle or, you know, just mm. writing things on your books and stuff like that. And Horrible. 
as much as you try not to let it affect you, it does because you're there every day, five days a week. You know, you're, you're around these people all the time. Yeah, of course. Um, that's, so, that's your life at that age. Yeah, exactly. And so I waited until I left school, until I told anyone. So mm. wow. it's a tough time. It's tough to be a kid anyway, but it's tough when you're living with yeah. a difference that you've, you don't know if you feel okay with or you don't know if... If if the world will be okay, like your world, like your parents, your friends, and stuff like that, it's it's quite a scary thing. Totally, yes. Yeah. As you said, school's like hard enough. It's like having to hide something like that is like horrible. I think that's. I was talking to the boys on WhatsApp earlier this morning about um, male suicide, a cheery subject for a boiling hot day. But I think that like a lot of kids who are in that position. Because male suicide, young male suicide, is a big thing, and I think there is a large proportion of those who commit suicide who are going through or went through what what you did at the time, and just couldn't find any way out of it, couldn't see past it, couldn't see beyond coming out or anything like that. Which is why I think, for, despite me saying this is a seven out of ten film, the that's not what's important. My opinion doesn't even fucking matter. Mine and Paul and Adam's opinion doesn't really matter on this film. The opinion that matters is you, because this film is essentially made for for you. It, it, it is it's, it's there yeah. for you to find meaning and hope and purpose, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think I, I think I think it can be important for other people. I just it's this is why I chose a film that I wanted to share with you guys that you know that that not a lot of people have seen. Mm. And it's, you know, it's just to make you understand, well, try and understand what it is that yeah. certain people go through when they're younger and stuff like that, so. I would never have watched this film unless you suggested it, so yeah. that's already Yeah, exactly. See, it's just stuff like that, so. It's important for these films to kind of get out there and be seen and, like, to to expose this kind of film to, to, someone, to someone like in this modern day who's going through something like you is, like, so important. To like to help, just like it helped you, yeah. Just definitely. to see like past how they're feeling. I think like the, the even the word gay and even the gay culture and stuff like that is it's a lot more open now than when obviously this film was and when I was at school and stuff like that. And it's I think during my time at school it was quite hurtful, and now it seems yeah. to be more playful and more because you see it everywhere now. Mm. You know, it's it's, a, it's just it was just a different time. Yeah, totally. I guess that I was at school roughly the same time as you. I guess because you're eighty five. You were born. Yes. Yeah. So I was born in eighty six. So kind of going through school at the same time. And the the thing is, and this is not to say that it doesn't exist because that's just that like straight white male privilege. I didn't. I can't think off the top of my head seeing that happening very often. What I do remember was people saying, "That's gay. That's gay. That's gay," and that being an insult. Yeah. That, that happened a lot but I can't say that I can remember anyone being picked on or targeted for maybe or knowingly being gay but I know that it, it obviously happened but I would struggle to believe that it could happen in schools to that extent nowadays but maybe I'm, I'm wrong sure it does. I'm, sure I'm sure it, it does, does but to that extent I don't know aren't we a more don't you think we've moved on a little bit in 20 years hell no a little you, bit but not much I mean, the people used to say that at the time when I was at school as well, like saying that that's gay as an insult. People still did that, and that was like nine years later. Like, yeah, people still do it now. Yeah, 
I've 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 heard my my little cousin say, it and it's just like it's it's not even it's not even thought about. It's just thrown out there as if it's just any kind of insult, it's like you're stupid or something. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, the word of the time seemed to be, and it was in this film a lot, and it's also also in my uncle's film, which I, I'm not going to talk about now. I'll talk about it a bit later. I'm going to focus on this, but queer is the word that gets used a lot, and it's interesting because now that word's kind of been reclaimed now, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, but back then. And in both of the films, that's that's the insult rather than anything else. Um, and I was trying to, say, I was saying to Jenny, like, what is the equivalent now? Like, what is the offensive word now? Because I just, I don't hear it as often. I just don't hear people using it as often. Um, f- f- I think for a lot of people now, it tends to be the like calling someone a faggot because I think yeah, it's I'd quite it's quite a, a it's weight. really harsh word, and it's just. It's just you can hear it in like a disgusting, uh, like kind of tone. Mm. It's it's just the word that I I'm not fond of it, but no. yeah, it's just stuff like that. So it's definitely a derogatory word. Yeah, I, I guess it's not to explained it. to people when they're at young age as much as it should be. Like for well, no, because I you know we're age. still fighting to get to for schools to learn about gay culture and stuff like that. Isn't that crazy? That that's not in schools now. That is, that should just be. Right. It should just be part of education. It's ridiculous. It's, it's just. That it's. I think it's probably religious aspect that probably brings that down. But yeah, there's a, a lot of that shit. Scott, did you? At uh, when, when was it? I can't even remember when exactly it was. But around about mm-hmm. the time that the pl- this play came out, there was something called Section Twenty Eight. Yes. Section 28, and that was lowering the age of consent for gay men, right? Am I right in saying that? Yeah, um, there was a lot of law in it, and it was just, you know, it's about not being able to talk about things, not being able to discuss, um, yeah, just stuff like that. It was like a Margaret Thatcher thing. That Thatcher, fucking Thatcher, like, yet another thing that she did that makes her an absolute cunt. But uh, that's the second time I've used cunt on this podcast. I'm sure you used it before. The first time was Toy Story, and now yeah, it's first Margaret time was Thatcher. Toy Story. You've used it oh, again. Shit, I remember you using it on Toy Story Four. Oh yeah, <laughs> I feel as strongly about uh, Toy Story Four as I do Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> well, that's that's a bit harsh. That's a bit harsh on Toy Story. Good. Toy Story wasn't great, but I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but see, didn't you I call think... the little um, the little creepy doll a cunt, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. That that yeah, that girl that we're all meant to feel sorry for by the end because. Oh, I've said sorry. I'm really evil just because this happened to me. I don't care. Bad <laughs> stuff happens to people, and you don't. You choose the path you go. Bad <laughs> stuff can happen to you, and you can go the right way or the wrong way. You, everyone has the power to do that. I believe. I know that bad things happen, and it can shape what. Anyway, this is off topic. <laughs> Nobody's one-dimensional, Ben. No. Apart from, unfortunately, the characters in this film, just to bring it back. So, just, just to come back to this film, that, the problem with it, Scott, mainly for me, was like, like Paul said, and, and not like what Adam said. Adam said he found this very realistic. And i got to say, it certainly didn't strike me that way. Like, nothing felt genuine coming out of the two boys' mouths because they are both clearly trained actors because they, they can speak properly. But they've been told, make sure you kind of sound a bit... A bit rough around the edges, so every now and then yeah. drop a, drop a G off the end of your word, 
say something, say something instead of something. But you're talking too well the rest of the time. And it kind of sounded to me like they were just reciting lines of a script rather than anything genuine. Yeah, like, in a, like a play. Yes. Like, and like they're I, reading from the, like a rehearsal on the script or something like that. Exactly. And that was kind of just hard for me to get through. If, the, if their performances had, had been better with the same script, but the two boys had been better, I, might, I would have hopefully upped it, I think. When I, when I meant realistic, I meant, like, the whole setting of it all. It wasn't just, like, the abuse, he, the feelings he had towards his mother and the abuse the other guy had with his father, like, none of that was, like, hidden away. That's all out there, plain to see, like... Mm. And it's almost like, at the end of the day, their love isn't their main problem in life. Like, that shouldn't... They should be able to get on with that. They've got bigger issues that they need to focus on, and yet they need to be focusing on this and hiding this away. I don't yeah. think they um, put enough um, emphasis on the the abuse from the father I think it was quite subtly played like you just heard about it and then it kind of just he just stayed around the friend's house it was like they're trying to stick with one topic rather than it's not a very long film it's only an hour and 20 minutes Mm. isn't it so they haven't got they don't need to do all of that with it it's like that's the main point get to the point yeah Yeah. because there also wasn't a lot of like build up for them being like that was there it was literally just that one night of a massage and then that was it that's what I mean, and there wasn't, but there wasn't much turmoil. Like in, in most films about struggling, struggling um, with your sexuality, there's there's normally like some hurdles you got to get over. But it was kind, of, it felt like there was that one night, and then they went to the party, and then everything was all right. Like the, the the night after, he felt a bit like, oh, I don't know how to feel about this, and then it was just fine. It was it didn't they didn't try to be gritty enough? I don't think. Mm. Mm. But I think it would it be a whole different film if it was made now. As in, it would I think they would go that bit further and they would do that but I just don't know if they had enough I don't know support or not courage is the wrong word but yeah like I guess I guess that kind of makes it quite nice at the same time that it's a film that just is what it is you look you look kind of for the the trouble in films nowadays but it's just I guess it's a nice story about two guys getting together and there's also it's a nice story the way that the neighbor like his mum the two girls from EastEnders they also kind of almost found a friendship through it, both supporting him kind of at the same time. Right, so here's the thing about supporting him through it. Scott, you can probably clarify this because you're much more familiar with the film. I didn't understand what was her name? The mum was a bit weird. No, 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 not her. What was was the layout, right? I didn't understand what, whether she was good or bad because once they go to the party and she's off her face on ease and then she sort of starts calling them out for sleeping together in front of everyone and then kind of goes outside and she's like oh your brother knows your brother asked me i i didn't get whether or not she was covering for them and helping them or or outing them i think she's just up there for a bit of like mischief yeah like, but yeah. Like, that, that's a terrible thing she did if she it, she yeah outed terrible them. yeah good but then i got confused because at the end it's i think at first like, she was forgiven like she could muck around with it because it's probably the first time she's seen something like that and then by the end of it she probably realises in my opinion how much she could actually help him and then supported him so at first she outs them angrily but then she goes oh actually let me cover yeah things. she probably might kind of felt how bad she felt and then thought hang on a second like let's not act like this because think- like, she, she only outed them after she was embarrassed wasn't she when yeah. she yeah. Um, was at the party so it's like um, she's using it as a um, yeah what was the embarrassing thing that happened to her at the party? The mum came along and... Oh, yeah, it was after the mum, yes. Yeah, yes. smashed her on the top of the head. Brutal. 
She's cut this. But then, it, that, but then again, she was she was being nasty about the miscarriage and stuff like that. Yeah. So mm, yeah. Yeah. She generally wasn't a, that nice a person if she uses that ammo to get what she wants or to belittle people. No, that's people, true. Really. Mm. There's a reason she was suspended from school. I think I think the end the end scene is very telling of what this kind of arc is for these four characters and how they're like they're very different from normal society and 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 Leia's like a little bit of an eccentric and she's not she's not even though she seems comfortable I don't think she's that comfortable in public with how she is and then and then Sandra she kind of puts on a front and I feel like the end scene is to show to show like just be yourself in the world and just let everyone see it and you can see and you can see the only person that end scene is Sandra looking around uncomfortable like am I comfortable doing this and that's kind of her last kind of step to being like okay this is fine mm. Mm. but I also feel like she's got that she's got that look on her face like but she's got quite a hard face anyway but you know like um, she has yeah you, you yeah you come and try it if you think you want to say something that kind of attitude I think that's yeah. what she exudes and I think that's what mm. she goes through throughout the film, really. Like, but like even like she just makes me laugh when she's running with that shopping trolley at the beginning. I just it just kills me every time. <laughs> they just throw <laughs> it, they just throw it down the walkway. Um, so did you? Because you say Scott that you grew up on an estate. Is that right? Yeah. So did you feel like this was like a good representation of life on the on the estate? Because I didn't I didn't think it was a great representation of my understanding of what estates are like it felt like people were a little too chummy and amicable yes exactly it was it there were similarities with the sense that you know your neighbors and the kind of characters like you the woman next door neighbor the older woman um i definitely had one of those on my block you know you've got this you've got the kids that are arseholes and twats and stuff like that it just it's not not a particularly good representation, but there's quite a few factors in there that are quite similar, or were quite similar. I mean, for me, predominantly, I just struggled because I had a lot of friends that were female when I was kids. When I was a kid, so mm. that's where a lot of my kind of torment came from. Not the girls, but you know, I didn't play football. I didn't hang around with lads and stuff like that. So, fucking hell, man! Do you know what? You just made me realise something in saying that. There was a kid at primary school called Claude who was from France. He joined us in the last year of primary school. Right. And he used to hang around only with girls. And we didn't pick on him, but he was sort of like ostracised and we used to take the piss out of the fact that he just hung with girls. But as I look back on it now, it seems quite clear to me that he, he was gay. Because of other things, not because he just be hung around with girls. Be just because of yes, totally, exactly. And I, I, I'm not saying if you hang around with girls, that means you're obviously gay. But it just it does now make me think <laughs> about that situation and the way that he came across. Anyway, I think that's possibly what that situation was. So, Claude, if you're listening, mate, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure you're listening, Claude. <laughs> Good on you, Ben. Good on you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Public apology. You big bully. <laughs> I know, terrible. <laughs> so what all it, of you like that. Sorry, go on, Paul. I was about to say, what did everyone think of Tony? Tony was a bad actor. Tony. Oh, sorry, Tony him. was the nice one. Tony was the good one. Sorry, 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 yes. Tony, I liked Tony, him a lot. Was that the boyfriend that came along? 
Yeah, the yeah. boyfriend of Sandra. I thought he was going to be a real creep at first. Yeah, same. But then he was kind of—he was almost like a little bit of a hippie. Yeah. But why does she get rat. rid of him at the end? I don't understand. He's like a nice guy. Why he does was she too was... overbearing? Really? I got—I got the fact that he, she just needed to grow up and like realize that she's not a young lady anymore. I know, but you know what's fucking funny? He says he's twenty-six in that. He ain't. He looks about forty. <laughs> yeah, he was like that guy. He was like Owen Wilson trying to play like a twenty-six-year-old. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what scene I really liked? Where Sandra's struggling, she just found out that um, that Jamie's gay, and then <laughs> she, she says, "I used to walking down in a, in a baby carriage, a big with a big frilly hat and a, and a big blue peak called Queen of the Road." And he <laughs> yes. said, "Nothing's changed." <laughs> and then you're like, "Oh, I didn't mean to say that." <laughs> like you saw it in his face, like, "Oh, I didn't mean to say that." Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was he was a really nice guy. As the film went on, because at first I was definitely suspicious of him, like thinking, what's going to happen here? But as it went on, I thought, what a lovely guy. Mm. I think it's more like a snapshot of how, what we hope people are nowadays, more accepting of things like that. I've just checked. He's only one year uh, younger than Linda Henry. Really? Wow. She was 33 and he was 32 at the time this was made. Well, you said she looked a bit haggard. She did. Said, uh, yeah, was she he looked in older EastEnders before she filmed this? No. no. Definitely not. I don't know. I, I, I think, because I, I don't watch soaps, I know we're predominantly from Bad Girls. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think I remember. I never watched it, but I, th- I remember seeing her on TV. Good old Yvonne. Mm. And there was also the PE teacher at the beginning. Is she from EastEnders? Why? That's Mira Sayal, and I thought that was the weirdest bit oh. of casting. Oh yeah, it's no, that's it's what's it called, isn't it? Goodness gracious me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Strange bit of casting to put her in immediately. Mm. Well she obviously wasn't a big name back then. But then what well maybe not. I gotta say, that opening scene told me how I was gonna feel about the entire film, Scott, because I realised okay. that okay, we're gonna deal with some issues. We're gonna be we're dealing with some serious issues here, which I expected anyway, but the acting quality from like Paul said like the the sort of like miscellaneous football idiots plus yeah. Jamie and Steve made me think this is what's going to make it a bumpy ride if if the performances had just been that little bit tighter and stronger mm. I would have yeah. liked it but it just felt it felt like it was a lot of public school boys trying to do an impression of like estate kids yeah I get that yeah I think that I think the worst representation of that was when um, Steve's coming back from like, like a football match or something, and his his brother and dad are like, Lay! like hit him on the head. Like, <laughs> yes. Lay! I don't think he fights him. I don't think he fights he him. Does he? No, he just him. he pushes his brother away, doesn't he? And then he yeah, just, right. um, yeah. <laughs> but that was a very bad scene. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, yeah. I like the scene where um, he goes to the shop and gets his first because it's not a, it's not a porn magazine, really, is it? It's, it's like a gay. Magazine. Yeah, he steals it, doesn't he? I was terrified the first time I brought Gay Times. Absolutely. Oh, really? Terrified. How old were you? Uh, sixteen, I think. Ah. You didn't. You didn't steal it then. Yeah, I'm sure I must have paid for it, but I think I I travelled out of Nottingham to another place oh, to buy I can it. Imagine. <laughs> wow. Imagine. I know. I know how um, embarrassing it is to buy condoms. Wow. Oh, Paul. Don't know. Never I can't even imagine. I still feel embarrassed buying them now. Well, stop buying <laughs> I them. I don't want people to know my business. 
buy them online. Buy them on Amazon. I did. I did. I did my last my last batch. I did buy on Amazon. You're correct. My last batch. Yeah, I'm in batches. You buy. You can you can, you can buy like a, a job lot. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> There's no need for condominiums anymore. Well, sorry. There's all these different things. I've got the child. I know. I don't see, want that, to have that's the other one yet. Putting condoms on. <laughs> when I was uh, at school and I started buying like Maxim and FHM, I like for some reason I don't know why, but when I was in my local news agency and I was picking up magazines like that, I picked up this one that I don't can't even remember what was on the cover, but I just thought, oh, this is a this is a new one that's just like FHM and Maxim and I bought it and I brought it home and I was halfway through reading it and this magazine was called Attitude and yep. <laughs> Scott knows what I'm talking about and it was only until I got halfway through that I realised oh right this is the gay version of Maxim <laughs> and FHM and do you know it what got, we, you got halfway through to, to figure that halfway. out halfway mate I don't know why it took me so long to clock that but Maybe I was just enjoying it more than I get on at the time. <laughs> There's a lot more men in this one. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I didn't get rid of it. I kept it along with all my collection. How do you like that? Bloody hell. Yes, well, I'm very metrosexual with all of this. What would your dad been like if you found that one, Ben? Well, I, I, he never found that, but I used to... I'm not going to reveal too much detail here, but he did once find a, a stash of, like, cuttings from magazines that I've got over the uh, months, and he just chewed me out and and because the reason it was found i used to hide it behind the vhs cupboards that we had in the in the uh, main telly downstairs they had these slide out drawers and i hid the pictures behind there and a sky guy came over to correct something with sky <laughs> and i wasn't in the house i was at my mate's house and when i got back my dad chewed me out and he kept saying do you want him to think a pervert lives here do you want him to think a pervert lives here? And i was like well why would he think a pervert lives here you just think well the kid fancies girls and, and he's wanking over them probably <laughs> which is all true why did you keep him in the communal room? room well uh, i'm hoping no family members are listening to this but when my mum and dad used to go to bed <laughs> i would sleep on the sofa downstairs and so that would be my opportunity to to go to oh town my on myself yes <laughs> oh my god this was before like computers i think this was like i was 12 or 13 so internet was not as very cool as now well, bloody hell! Oh yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> anyway, talk about this get real film then, because I've never heard of that one either. No, I've not either, which I'm quite intrigued about. Well, Scott, I want you to go and check out Get Real, and and, and don't don't feel obliged to to uh, lie about your um, reviews and thoughts, because particularly this one, you've got the nostalgia factor. We always talk about the nostalgia factor on here, and and this is big for you because you you watched it so young and, and at such a crucial time. But Get Real, without spoiling it is kind of based on my uncle's personal experience of uh, being a, a, a young gay school kid. Um, and it's about a guy who is clearly gay and a guy who appears to be straight. They fall in love. Maybe love's not the right words, but they, they have a romantic relationship together. And this straight guy does it well. <laughs> straight guy. The straight guy who has this sexual liaison with with the out gay guy refuses to accept that he's gay, and let's just say it doesn't have a fairy tale ending. It has yeah, a, okay. a, perhaps perhaps not a fairy tale ending, but it does have a hopeful ending. Um, but for me, it felt 
it felt more real mainly because a the performances are and are, it's got real in the title it has real in the title <laughs> um and maybe because i know that the story is true for the most part um and uh because it kind of like what paul said it has the 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 what's it called the turmoil there of it's not just two gay guys finding each other it's a gay guy and a straight guy who's potentially confused whether he's straight or gay or not he's he doesn't know at that point and they come together and it's about that how that works after that happens you know Mm. um but it came out it was based on my uncle's play which if you ever get a chance to see it's got is is great but it hasn't run for a long time it's called uh, what's wrong with angry uh, right, okay. And like I say, it came out a few weeks after Beautiful Things came came out as a play, and it was kind of instrumental in getting the age of consent lowered from whatever it was at that point, twenty one or whatever, uh, down to what I don't know. Was it lowered to eighteen or sixteen? Whichever it was, it was kind of instrumental. What was your uncle's name? What was his name? His name. What is his name? Sorry. <laughs> what <was> his name? <laughs> Adam's killing people off now. Jesus. He's changed yes. it now. He changed his name. His name is Patrick Wilde. He also did another film called uh, Things to Do Before You're 30, but that's uh, less of a, a, a game. But anyway, it's, it's, a, it's just a, there's a little more tragedy, a few more hurdles, but a lot of the, the same themes are in there, Scott. A lot of the same themes, like, you know, a lot of scenes of backpacks getting taken off and thrown around, getting getting punched up and bashed up by like the school jocks in the locker room for being queer bastard queer bastard that's what you hear all the time in it queer bastard um and like i mean i don't want to spoil things but there's some really beautiful moments in it uh and i think what you said about it's nice to just have a have a optimistic nice ending to this story i can i totally get because yeah absolutely there should be it shouldn't always just have to be about hardship and trouble and stuff like that but get real yeah, has definitely. a has a kind of a, a, a hopeful if not a entirely like happy ending okay i'll definitely check it out check definitely. it out and there and and the there's a dancing scene right you know so at the end of this the dancing on on the estate you all seem to like i really took issue with the dancing on the estate mainly because i get it's a symbolic thing but a i hate in any movie when someone says to another character do you want to dance and there's no music coming from anywhere we hear it we hear it as audience members because they put it on the fucking soundtrack but to dance with no music is weird. So then for the mum and Leah to also start dancing is even weirder. And then where's this audience come from? Everyone on the estates rocks up to see this? Why were they all out at that Someone's moment? Someone's going in. These nutcases just dancing in the street. Yeah, but I get it. It's, it's, sim- it's more symbolic, I know. But yes. I don't know. It didn't do it for me. Speaking of um, the turmoil in a film, I feel like... When, when you have a film like this where it's about sexuality, I feel like when there's turmoil, it gives, it gives someone who hasn't been through that like, the kind of chance to feel the pain of what they're going through. By like, watching something, you kind of can live through exactly what they're feeling. But when yeah. it's just a kind of straight, a straight um, down the line, not a straight down the line, sorry, <laughs> down the line, <laughs> a down the line uh, sexuality story and like, finding someone, someone you can love, then it's a bit like, you can't really grasp onto that. You can enjoy it, but there's no, there's nothing like to kind of grasp onto emotionally. Or take away, maybe. I don't know. Or take away, yeah. 
I, I thought very much enjoyed this film as well. I enjoyed the film as well. It's not. I didn't not say I didn't enjoy it. Just this. This is how I improve it. I mean, like the relationship between um, Jamie and his mum, Sandra, was pretty much me and my mum. So there was always that banter and mm. that just you know cheekiness and just it. That's what I we were when I was younger. Um, yeah. I mean, when when I came out, I had to I had to move out for about five months. Oh, really? Um, because it just wasn't accepted. But you know, it's taken like a quite a long time. But you know, we're back to mm. we're in a good place and stuff like that. But you know, it's I don't know. It's just a for me. It's there's aspects of it that I see myself and I see yeah. situations that I've been through. Like <clears throat> even just like the I, I wish they'd shown more of the kind of bullying aspect. Yeah, I think they could. It could have been better. I mean, I used to sit in assembly, and guys used to sit behind me and just slur words into my ear and knock my chair, trip me up, and yeah, it's just stuff like that. Was it was it like stuff to do with your sexuality, or was it just general bullying? Um, I think it was more of because I was different. So yeah, yeah. Um, couldn't quite pinpoint what that was myself, but um, yeah, I think other people they see you not being a boy or you know being a bit different and i was more creative um and stuff like that i think yeah so yeah people really just latch onto that don't it's horrible yeah definitely like you know just um i think once i was walking to the next class and i was just slammed into a wall no no like just out of the blue Mm. um that gave me black eye um tripped down some stairs you know just stuff like that yeah yeah fucking terrible man Horrible. Yeah. Mm. So I don't. I don't mind when I see certain characters, gay characters, have that happy ending because it's just. It just. It means something to you when you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's just you know because around this time we every gay character was dying of AIDS on screens and TV and stuff like that. So it's mm. just it's just that different aspect of it. That's true. There was no reference to AIDS at all in it, was there? And that, it was no, quite a hot topic at, at that point. Definitely. I love when you can actually find a film that totally like reflects like a time in your life. Like that's how I that's how I got when I um, when I watched Eighth Grade. Like even, even though it's a it's a female character, I totally like latched onto that, and it felt like me growing up. Like just that kind of insecure person and a little bit of bullying, and and it's lovely when you can find a film like that because it's it's it like pulls your heartstrings and gets into your soul. Love yeah, it. definitely, definitely. I was talking to Jenny about this the other day, Scott, and we she made a good point and said she can't think of a film where being gay isn't the um, isn't the focus with gay characters. So it can't think of a film where there are two characters who are in love, two men or, or two women, and mm-hmm. it, it's not about and the film isn't about relationships it isn't like a, a love story or a heartbreak story it's just there's his two characters they're gay but we're not that's not what this is about this is what it's about and i can't think of one hmm no off the top of my head i can't tv yes i can yeah tv um schick's creek for that is just phenomenal um schick's creek but for a film I, I off the top of my head i can't think of anything I guess that's the next next step because you kind of want to get to that point where it's 
it's just totally normalized totally leveled mm. so it's not like we, we we have to bring attention to this because it, hey if we've got gay characters within the film it has to be about the fact they're gay how can it possibly be anything else you know yeah because that, yeah. that shorter runtime and, and people are still not accepting of it it's almost like you have to explain yes. let's explain that they're gay because yeah. people don't understand yeah yeah, yeah definitely. before we even get into the story and then it's the end of the film already <laughs> I mean I I've already I've I think I was me and my friends were walking around just even London like I think it was the end of last year and we got called fags and everything and it was just it's it's still around it's still like mm. very mm. much predominant and stuff and I think now reminding this is never going to go away so no mm. what do you find is the best defence Scott oh I usually say and what yeah that's got to be it what, isn't it like to, what of it yes what of it takes bravery though mate oh I don't I don't care anymore <laughs> no that's no good. that's good that's a good thing good on you uh, can I tell you my favourite sick I, I feel like I've been very harsh on beautiful things which I, I, what is not my intention I actually did enjoy it uh, but my favourite scene and the scene that really did strike me as genuine probably the most genuine scene in the entire film is when they get the bus to uh, the what's it called the, the Gladstone the Gloucester the Gloucester, the Gloucester and go into that pub that felt genuine 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 because I've been in gay bars and I've been in gay bars with, with drag artists like that as well and that felt like the atmosphere the environment and mm. you could totally believe that those two boys going into that setting would be yeah, like wow picked, this, is, this is great yeah but also like <laughs> excited excited by that like wow like, yeah, it's definitely fun as well felt the freedom come out of them like yes for once for these next hour or two then it doesn't matter what they are cause... I don't see myself doing that in the quick time that they realised it. Mm. It just it just happened a bit fast. I mean, like the first time mm. I went to a gay bar, I was absolutely terrified. So, mm. do you reckon it's a place they wanted to go a place where they could be accepted and explore it because they were still quite unsure. It's still quite new. Probably, yeah. So if they go to somewhere um, where they can kind of be themselves as much as they want to be and push the limits of what it is now. Probably, yeah. I mean, when I first went to one, I stood outside for forty-five minutes. Really. Just like jean just... yourself up. Mm. Yeah. Did you actually have a good night in the end? Uh, no, I was pretty much terrified. But oh, yeah. uh, um, I got a job there the week after. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to do it. <laughs> I was like, if I'm not, if I'm gonna do it, I might as well do it properly. So. In the deep end. Exactly. <laughs> that pub, Adam. Did uh, did you go to Greenwich Park today? Uh, no, I didn't. Next time you go, it, it's there, yeah. Because when I saw it, I was like, oh shit, we were literally walking past that two days ago. Is it a gay it's, pub it's now, in real life? It was, but now it's called... It, I don't think it's a gay pub now. Or certainly when I walked past it, it, it didn't appear to be. There were no uh, rainbow flags or anything like that. But it's now called the Greenwich Tavern. Oh, I went past one in Vauxhall. There's one in Vauxhall somewhere. Oh, oh yeah. The RV, on the main road. Yes. The RVT. Yeah. Yes. That's a, that's a very... It's like an old gay bar but it's very popular and it's very they do some really good things there so yeah also the the writer of the film is in the pub as well as the guy oh, really? with the broken leg or something right it is yeah oh, yeah you read out your trivia for your little quiz <laughs> no <laughs> it's um I, i'm a massive fan of his um sitcom gimme 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 so yeah i liked that i liked that i ain't seen that in fucking ages not on any fucking platform. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I, I, 
I thought it was a great film and I'm very glad that it was made. Um, I think it's very important for it to have been made and when it when it was made, when it came out, was significant. That the big thing for me is just like balancing out whether the significance and the importance of a film outweighs yeah. whether or not it is it is good film, like a good bit mm. of cinema. I reckon this probably probably works better on stage than it does in, in film. Yeah, I I didn't get to see it when it was in London, which is unfortunate. But um, a lot of people have said the stage version is a lot better. Yeah, that, yes, that's what I've heard. My uncle said that because I asked him about it, and he said that the the play definitely felt. Did like he say his one was better as well? I'm not going to get into all of that. But let's just say that my uncle told me some things, and I thought I'm probably not going to say them on the podcast because I don't want any any uh, bad any blood backlash. Anywhere. Yes. <laughs> Um, but one th- one thing my uncle uh, did say, which uh, I- I'll bring up because I-, I thought it at the time as well. There's a really jarring moment in the film when Steve's mum gets a phone call from another mum, not Steve's mum. Who's the other one? The main one, Jamie. Jamie. Jamie's mum gets a phone call from another mum who we've never met from the school to effectively out him, and it's just yeah. like a character we've never met who who is a mum of some kid from the school just to say, oh. He's gay, by the way. My uncle said that felt totally inauthentic and total something else, which I won't say. I don't remember He's, that. He I, said it I was just to move the plot on in an easy, unearned, unexplained moment. Mm. I thought it was. Um, I thought it was the school ringing to say that. Yeah, it was the school, wasn't it? No, it, it was a mum from the school. the school. Well, because you she know went to his bag me. to check his books, and it, she, the books had like yes. He said he'd been bullied. The, the teacher said he'd been bullied, been bullied or something. I don't remember any of that. <laughs> and then she, then um, she saw the magazine sticking out the bed. Yeah, I remember all Didn't that. hide that very well, did he? No, clearly not. not. Well, that's Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. Should have hid it in the living room. He didn't have exactly. his VHS no find covered. It. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you hid it in the living room. Jesus Christ! Oh, no. I know. I know. I was playing with fire. I deserved. To be you just caught. wanted to be caught, don't you? Yes. <laughs> You're like, Danny, look what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, what's oh my God. none of that? <laughs> Caught in that way, I hope yeah, not. You turn it into something him. I'm not, mate. <laughs> Outrageous behaviour from this cunt. <laughs> wow, you can't put me in that bracket. <laughs> I'm really glad you picked this film, Scott. It was Same. good. It was an important uh, thing to discuss. And it's different for us. And it would be really contrived of the three of us to sit here discussing, like, what it's like to be sexuality issues and stuff like that exactly exactly no worries all right so listen listeners uh we took a little time out to place the film and because there's four of us it averages at 7.8 which is a score we'd never got before so we didn't have to decide what came above or below but this is what does last jedi is an eight beautiful thing 7.8 and directly below that is birds of prey i'm glad it's better than birds of prey i must say i'm very glad that it's coming above (laughs) birds of prey so scott this is these are the films that were chosen by us that you beat with your selection. Right. Well, 13, that was a audience choice, but it beats that. That was it, his choice, okay. though, wasn't it? Well, it was, that, actually. It was my choice, yeah. Well, there yeah, you go. Your so you got them too close together. Uh, it beats Dragged Across Concrete, which was a pool choice. It beats a Serbian film, which was a pool choice. And it beats My Son, My Son, What Have You Done, which was my choice last week. Would you say this is a better film than 13, Scott? Oh, fuck. Um, 
I would say no because I prefer the grittiness and the harshness of 13, I think. Okay. I would like to have seen the grittiness in Beautiful mm. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. A, li- a, li- a little bit of grit would have uh, done this wonders, yes. Definitely. Definitely. Haven't we got a couple of reviews to read out, Paul? We have, yeah. indeed. Right, so our first review is from Bobby Brandt. She says, This film I watched so many times as a teen and went to the stage production. It really is beautiful. Set in a location that not many people will consider it to be so. Queer films with a happy or hopeful endings are so few and far between that they're even more appreciated. I also have to shout out the mum. Such a great character. And the next one is from Jen22. I wonder who that is. Uh, she says, The mum's acting made this film. I like the boys' stories, but their acting was a bit wooden throughout, which takes you out of the story. Hmm. However, overall, it was an enjoyable film to watch, and I liked the fairy tale ending, despite it being very unrealistic. I feel yeah. like that's a spite at you, Ben. <laughs> well. <laughs> Is your wife spicing you there? There's my wife spicing me. Well, we agreed. We agreed generally uh, on everything, but yes, I, I think um, the fairy tale ending went down a bit better with her than, uh, than with me. And they do say, I think it's in the tagline for this film. I think it's it it says uh, a, a, an estate fairy tale or a fairy tale on estate. Which okay, that makes sense if you're if you're going to lean into the fairy tale element and yeah, admit definitely. that, then that makes sense. I think it kind of it kind of shows when you on, when the title comes up. And there's a rainbow over it. Yes. The first time I thought it was real, and then the second time I was like, well, what are you doing? Just just show it at once, eh? <laughs> Did it show it twice? Oh, yes. Oh, I don't remember that. No, I don't either. Go, watch the whole fucking thing again, then. <laughs> <laughs> are you getting angry like Adam? Jesus. I don't know, yeah, look, it's got to that point. Now. The heat is me. getting to all of us. Do you know what time of the podcast is, though? Huh? Do you know what time the podcast is? Oh, to yes. Kick, to kick Scott out and move on. No, no. The it's, time of the podcast is when I reveal what film we will be talking about next. No, no it's we not need that. to give each other the characters mate. from the film. We've got to assign characters. Oh, yeah, I haven't done that yet. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. You're the guy who runs this shit. Scott, you can assign the characters this week. Really? Yes. So you pick who we are from the film. Anyone is fair game. I've already got Adam. Adam's uh, Sandra, the mum. Oh, oh, I yeah. thought Ben would be because he's got not lucky, mate. No, uh, you're rough around the edges, Adam. <laughs> uh, ben is Tony. No, oh, I'll take that one. Cheers. Paul, you are... Fuck. Um... I'm fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Do not make me one of those footballers. Do not make me one of those footballers. You're the, the drag queen on stage. Oh, yes, <laughs> I have it. <laughs> Who are you, Scott? Oh, fuck. Uh... You've got to be Jamie, surely. Mm, Wait, so yeah, go on then. Go on then. Watch well, it as so, a point. Do you identify more if you if you had to pick with Jamie or Steve in this? Jamie, okay. I don't identify with Steve at all. I don't, just I just I, I just yeah, it's not the character that I like the best really. Mm. I wish they just called him Steve. <laughs> 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 it's not even short, is it? To say Steve, it takes the same amount of effort. Steve, 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 Steve. You're not saving any time. It's more annoying, is what it is. Horrible name. Very terrible. Oof, harsh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's no Steez listening. <laughs> right, anyway. is that time in the podcast now? Yeah, you can tell. You can finally talk about what you're going to do next week. Okay, are you excited? Yes, I am. Okay. I think you're going to shake things up. I'm going to start by saying 
I'm not the glory hunter. I'm not trying to get the top of the charts like Adam does. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually thinking. Talk about. I'm actually thinking that that maybe Adam probably won't even like this film. <laughs> yeah, he definitely won't then. <laughs> but Scott's seen this film. Right. Ben has seen this film, and I have seen this film. So Adam is the only one who hasn't seen it. It mm. is a film from 2008, a horror film. <gasps> My favourite. 2008? Yes. And it's a French film. Oh, should I say? If you want. Is it Martyrs? Yeah, boy! Oh, oh fuck. Bang in. That's Martyrs. a good call, man. Martyrs. Martyrs. Oh, yeah. Good luck, boy. Adam. Good luck. <laughs> Do you know what? Adam, I haven't seen this film in like 10 years. So Same. I've only seen it once, so I, my opinion could have changed. I can't, even, I can't even remember what I rated it. I think it was pretty good. As long as you're not seeing that shitty remake, you're all right. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from that. I'm not going to watch the remake. Don't wow. Bother. That's going to oh, be some I kind of want to watch it with you, Adam, so I can look at you while you're watching it. I'll, face, I'll FaceTime <laughs> you. <laughs> wow. That's, That's a good film. Well done. If you typed in top 10 extreme horror films, it'd probably on there. There we go. He's a Serbian so, film and now this. Now listen, <laughs> listen, Adam. Paul likes to put our film choices down and say we're going for glory and this not, this what not. But actually, what Paul is doing, back or our side perhaps, is always going for the horrific and the dark. Yeah. Yes. That's just they me live, all over. They Live is the kind of like, I know it's silly, but it's a horror. Dragged across concrete crime, but it's kind of almost like a crime horror. Serbian film, extreme. This film, extreme. I just want something soft from you. From me? The film I think I'm picking next week isn't soft. Yours are always soft, mate. Yeah. It's not. What is it? Cinderella story or something? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm really excited to talk about that film. I'm yeah, very I'm sorry you're not on the podcast with us, Scott. But I, I know, know you would enjoy it. I can't it. wait to hear about it. Don't Do you worry. want to come back yeah. next week, Scott, and take my position and watch it? No, you have to watch it. <laughs> I'll watch it's it. Suffering. Come in as well. <laughs> Scott, you need to come back on another podcast in the future, man. This was a lot of fun. It was good. Anytime, mate. Anytime. This was wicked discussion. This was a good film and a good discussion. We were very, totally. very sensible around our new guest today. Hmm. Well, we should. It was <laughs> lovely just, just to have a kind of change of, a change of tone and actually talk... It felt very educational and very uh, heartfelt, this episode, yeah. rather than yeah. just Adam, Adam talking about jazz. and. Jazz I never and... talk about the jazz. You're the <laughs> one who talks about the jazz. <laughs> yeah, Adam will just stick with the jizz. It's fine. Yeah. Yes. I know. <laughs> Fantastic. Maybe that's what this film could have done with. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I thought it was going to go there. I thought it was going to go there. You know when he, when he turns over after the massage? Oh yes. I thought right, we're going to see something now. Not not oh. that, but like implied. The, the massage with the peppermint foot cream, yeah. Oh yes. Yes, but they panned to the window instead. Uh, a classic. Classic <laughs> pan to the window. <laughs> they should pan to the window one day. And there's someone watching. Oh my god! <laughs> Imagine. Well, there is, there is a film. there is a horror film which I saw when I was a kid called, I think it's called The Woman in the Water or something like that. 
uh, and that happens. There's a, there's a little kid sleeping in the bed and the camera just slowly pans to the window and out of nowhere, you, it's not even set up to be, there's this old lady with long hair just sitting in the window looking in at him. She's got a pale face. Ugh! Ugh. Yeah, but I wanted, I wanted to pan away in a sex scene but not explain it again. They're just a random person watching through the window and then they move on with the film as normal. <laughs> like, it's not even talked about or explained. <laughs> it just happens. Well, maybe you should suggest it to the screenwriters yeah. in Hollywood. And if it was Adam's face, that would be preferable. Yes. Oh, no one wants to see that. That's probably <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> right, shall I wrap this episode yeah, up? Yeah, wrap it up. Right, so you can get in touch with us at Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can also go to our website, www.filmbusterspod.co.uk. We have all our podcast episodes on there. And we have some lovely reviews from our critics, including Scott's and some Scott reviews on there too, so you should go check them out. You can also get in touch with us on our personal accounts. I am at Filmbusters Jamie. I'm at Filmbusters Adam. I'm at Filmbusters Tony. Oh, sorry, I am at, at Scotty Redding. Ooh. Isn't Jamie your brother? What? Isn't no, that's your... actually my stepdad. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> I knew it was going to be. Your... that's your brother the whole time. I knew, one of, I knew it's one of your family members. <laughs> Fucking hell, Adam. Feels <laughs> 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 <laughs>